to take. The 93rd minute at Old Trafford. Now I'm sure all of you remember that goal and what an absolute classic it was and the kit was something else as well. And speaking of kits, if you want great, affordable, authentic retro kits, then check out our sponsor, Vintage Authentic Retro. You can find them on Instagram where they have a wide selection of club and national kits ranging over many, many years. So go check them out, give them some love and enjoy the podcast. Hi, I'm Ben. Hi, I'm Brad. And this is Two Bees in a Pod. Northern Ireland manager Andy Crosby, he called me up and said, uh, how would you feel if I called you up and took you out of the loan spell a bit for, like, for the international break with Northern Ireland? I was like, oh, mate, that would be unbelievable. Welcome back to yet another episode of Two Bees in a Pod. We're delighted to be joined by QPR and Northern Ireland under-21 midfielder Amrit. Thanks for joining us, mate. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, thanks, mate. How are you, look? All good, all good. Ben, you're right. Yeah, I'm all good, mate. Good stuff, good stuff. So we'll jump straight in, shall we? So correct me if I'm wrong. So you've been at QPR since 2014. Were you at any other youth set up before, or has it always been QPR? So when I was like younger, when I was uh, probably about eight mm-hmm. to about eleven or twelve. I was kind of dipping in and out of like development centres. So yeah. started off at Fulham Development Centre, was there for about two years, then got dropped. Basically, it's a funny story. Basically, one of my best mates, he used to play for Spurs. Uh-huh. And um, we always used to go back to his like back garden that, like after school and like he had like a tiny little Astro pitch. And we'd all play like just Keepball or just like Wembley or something. And, um, his brother basically put me on into football. So he played, he used to be at Leonora and his name is Will Miller. You can search him up. And then he played for Spurs to, to, to a pro degree. Like, like, so he made it as a professional at Spurs. Yeah. And he went on to, um, he played in preseason against like Atletico Madrid and uh, who was the other one? Juventus. So against like top teams, like Dybala, top players of them. And um, basically, he he just spotted me in the back garden, and he was like, he just said to me, mate, like I think, I think you could be better than me when you're older, or when you're my age. So he's three years above me. And I remember hearing that and just thinking, wow, like from being at no club at all, just thinking for a player who's at Spurs, like it was everything to me. I thought, shit, like that was the first sort of indication I had to myself that right, I can actually like maybe I could be a professional footballer. So he. Yeah. He spoke to one of his links from Spurs, who was like a head scout at QPR at the time. Mm-hmm. And he he said to me, um, hey, look, he, hey, look, you need to look at this kid. Like, this, kid, this kid's going to be better than me. And so I was playing for a team called FDS at the time. It's like a Samba futsal team that used to play down by Market Road. Do you know Market Road? Oh, no, 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 I haven't, no. It's like just these like pitches that you play on like a midweek game, like after school, and um, I just got spotted there, 
when I was about uh how old was I? I was about fourteen, yeah, so I got spotted there and um the guy, the scout who spotted me, I've literally known him since since then and he's like looked after me ever since, even though he, he's not at QPR anymore and I'm like really close with him. And um yeah, he just he just he basically fast tracked me into getting a trial of QPR and then got a trial at QPR um it was like a mini trial, so it was like you go in for the one evening and there's like loads of kids there and it's like small pitch and everyone's trying to graft, everyone's trying to like catch the eye of one of the coaches doing a bit and I did my bit and I got like I progressed then into the sort of six week trial as you, as you call it and then yeah it was just and then it was quite tricky actually because I was on trial for like six months at QPR six months so yeah 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 with me I've always been like a, a slow burner like it's always taken time for me to like I've never like burst onto the scene if that makes sense yeah I've yeah just kind of like worked my way up and um, yeah, so I was on trial. I'm trying to think. I think that trial was in like January 2014. No, no, 2013. Sorry. And then was with them all the way to the end of the season. And then at the end of the season, the coaches said to me, they said, sat down with me and my parents, and they said, "Hey, look, like we're not sure on him. Like we we don't we're not sure we want to sign him, but you can stay and you can prove us wrong." I remember they said, my dad asked, he's like, oh, what's the percentage of you lot signing him? And they said 70, 30 against. And um, I remember my parents were looking at me and they were just like, do you, do you want to do it? And I was like, no. And I'm, I was like, no, no, I can do this, trust me. And I just had the self-belief. And thankfully, after we had like a little Christmas summer break. And then when I went back in, sort of like, I don't know if you'd call it pre-season back when you're like 14, but like sort of like summer camp. I yeah, yeah. Hit the ground running. I think I scored like three goals in two games in like in the summer, and then they signed me, and then signed me. So first they signed me for two years. So when you're 14, you get like a it's a two year deal usually. You get it to your 16, uh-huh. and then once you hit 16, obviously they offer you the school or not. So then they gave me a a trial. No, sorry, they they, they gave me a contract for two years to 16. And then, like a like a few months later, they just offered me two more years as a scholar. So I got like a four year deal at that time. Yeah, happy days. You must have been, yeah. you, especially when you, you got told seventy thirty, and you know you went on and got it, and you got the deal, and you've been there ever since. Yeah, you, you, you must you must be buzzing with yourself, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's mad. Like you don't really like. Obviously, you need to have an elite mindset to to go far. You don't. Uh, you don't really appreciate until I feel like after you've finished. Like yeah. Like at the time, you're just always striving for the next goal, and it never you ne- like as a footballer, you never have time to look back on stuff. Like even like a small example, for example, like if you play a match, you score a hat trick, best feeling ever. You're on the coach home, buzzing. You go home, you're buzzing. You're driving home, you're buzzing. Listen to music, and the next day you're in, and it's just focusing on the next game because no one really people care after the game but after that it's just on to the next one and like it's so true you're only as good as your last game and that's just how it is in football really well yeah definitely no I agree with you yeah it's a massive mindset thing like just to mm. like the game's done right on to the next what can I do better and and so on it takes a lot of commitment though like to if you a lot of people if they were told like okay it's 70-30 we're not going to take you a lot of people would have not taken that risk and been like I want to prove you wrong 
So like, yeah. it takes an elite mindset to, to do that. And obviously that's why you're reaping success now. And I'm sure you will like later on as well. Cause I don't think I would have yeah. done it. I'd have been like, yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> just, I'd have no, just backed out. Yeah. I think, I think it's cause even now I'm in a, I'm in a tough period with um, just football. It's just, it's, it's quite tough. Cause I'm trying to make that jump into proper solidifying my position in like a first team environment. Yeah. And like, it's weird, like, I'm still in the same position, like, it's still, still in the same position four years ago, or, like, five years, or, like, sorry, longer than that, like, six years ago, like, I'm still, you still feel like you're on trial, like, you're never safe, that's the thing about football, but I've, I've kind of fast-tracked a bit, sorry, there's a lot more before um, me getting into QPR, like, should I go back a bit, or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, as I said before, like, with me, I've always been a slow burner, like, I remember, it's mad, like, I was in... The school football team in year seven, and I remember just not—he just never picked me. Like I, I travel with the team, sit on the bench, and I knew I was better than the, all the other players. But the manager just never picked me. I remember one day I said to him, "Like, why are you not picking?" And he said to me, "Oh, you, Amrit, you're just too small. You're not—you're you're too thin." Like, and I'm just going home that day in year seven, just thinking, like, "I can't swear on it, can I?" But, yeah. And I was just thinking, like, "Fucking hell!" Like. If 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 the school teacher, like the PE teacher, is telling me this about the school team, how the hell am I going to make it as a professional footballer? Like, and then yeah. I kind of dipped in and out of football. So I had the phase of like development phase where I was in like development centres at like Tottenham and at Fulham for like a couple of years here and there. Um, and then when I got to about yeah like year seven, year eight, year nine, I just sort of fucked off kind of. I just thought like. I just sort of enjoyed my life right now. I'm actually thankful that I did it because I do feel sorry for the kids that have sort of been in the system since they were like nine years old. Like it's mad the demand that it puts on you as like a as a little kid. Like as a little kid you should be like like I got to play school matches. I got to play like midweek Sunday league matches with my with my with my with my with my with my friends and like I'm so thankful because like some of those memories are the best memories I have and like kids didn't get that that were in the system or like were at Spurs or QPR when they were like nine years old. Like they were, they were training what, like Monday, Tuesday, no, Monday, Thursday, and then game, train Saturday and then game on a Sunday. And like, these are nine year old kids that are being like pushed to the limit and like being like demand, like the people demanding the best out of them at that age. And it's just, I feel like as a footballer, yeah. you need to sort of like street football, you need to, you need to grow in, in yourself and you need to like figure out like what kind of player you want to be. And I think playing those Sunday league games and like being like entering the system later on in life, which I, which I probably did. I did like, enter late, like professional football quite late. If you think about it, like 15 is quite a late age. Yeah. And I think it like, it's definitely helped me. But um, yeah, so I dipped in and out of football and I like, I, I was in, I got signed up to this like acting agency when I was younger and I yeah. was, went through like a few interviews and that but didn't really get any movies i wasn't too fast at the time i was just sort of it was a bit of a hobby but i was it wasn't my main football was always my main goal but i just sort of did that on the side a bit and then once the football started i just sacked off like once i got on trial of qpr i was like no no i gotta just as long as like alongside school i gotta make this my like primary option and i just sacked off the acting but you yeah, could have like been extenders yeah, 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 Wharton Road or something. <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> but, um, I've had, I think I've had quite a, quite a good journey. 
in a sense like it's been quite different to most people in a sense I don't know yeah no I definitely I, I think so because since since you've been at QPR you've had a few obviously you've had a few load spells loan spells sorry mm. um how does that come about like do you say to them can I go on loan or do they say to you look I'm ready we'll send you out to development reasons or is it like a mutual agreement uh so like so clubs can either come in for you and then they'll approach the club and then I think the club can just tell them no without even telling them to say anything to you but they can if they're interested or whatever they can they'll 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 call you up or something and say look this club wants to take you on loan we can advise you to go etc like and then but ultimately it is up to you so you do have like really low life kind of but yeah right. and so who would you like so if someone's advising you to go or not to go who would that be like what person would it be a coach or would it be I don't know. Uh, yes. Yeah. So sort of just everyone really. I mean, it depends how close you are with certain personnel in the club. So it could be the first team manager. The first team manager might might pull you down, might pull you off the training pitch one time and say, look, this club want you to go on loan here. I think that's a good opportunity for you to sort of like play real men's football. If you play real, if you, if you play real like men's football here, then you play like what, 20 games there in League Two, then hopefully next season you start with us in pre-season. If that makes sense, like sort of like that, or it could just genuinely be like, it could be anyone. Your your coach telling you maybe no, I don't think it's right for you to go. Maybe you should stay. You've got an opportunity here. Like injuries come around. Like you could be pulled into the first team environment. Like it's just it just varies really. Yeah. Uh, okay. No. Okay. That's that's interesting. So when you're out on low, so you've you've been Torquay, Dartford, and Pomo. Is that am I pronouncing that right? Yeah. 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 So do they, does the club put you up in like digs as such or, or so does QPR do it or would they do it like Torquay, Dartford or uh, would they do it? Yeah, yeah. So, so my first loan was Torquay. So I remember I played uh, so all, all the time, like especially at like, this age, 23 is like, you know, like before COVID, obviously, like, you know, whenever you play a game, you know, there's so many people watching and like yeah. you're you're in a shop window, you need to perform every game because that could be the game that I don't know, someone comes up, a scout comes up and they they're making a decision on you. And um yeah. I remember it was a twenty three game, I think it was against Watford. I played really well. And then the next day, um my under twenty threes coach sat down with me, Paul Hall, who's an unbelievable guy, like one of the best people I've met in my life. And um he just said, um, he he said there's a loan team for you, but I don't want to tell you right now because who 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 want you to sign because um, it's not all like finalized. So I was like, all right, cool. And the thing about football, like you, that's nothing to you. Like you genuinely can't take anything seriously until it's in writing or like you've or yeah, you've signed a contract really because yeah. there's so much rumors flying about and like things change so quickly. So I was like, yeah, cool. And then, like, a couple of days later, um, I get a phone call. Uh, yeah, uh, Torquay and Conference Prem, they want you. Um, are you interested? And I was like, yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, good way to get out and play in front of, like, thousands of people and sort of, like, it was my first sort of, like, taste of professional football. Not professional football because they're obviously Conference Prem, but, like, men's football. Like, yeah, men's yeah, football. yeah. And, um, like, first team football. And then, yeah, so he... Called me one night. I was like, I remember I was going to get some food with my mates, 
they called me on the phone and um he was like oh yeah talk keyboard you know? and i was thinking oh i was like yeah sick and i was like oh i was like to my mate while i was on the phone i was like oh search up where talkie is search up where talkie is and i was like five hours i was like oh shit <laughs> <laughs> Like, you know, I'm going to say, like, fucking more local, like, Crawley or something. But then, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, obviously, I was, I was still going to go, but obviously, I was like, shit, it's a long way. And then, and then football, things happen in football so quick. So, like, uh, I got the phone call on, like, a Monday. And then on the Wednesday, they were playing a game. And it was a Wednesday night. And I remember I was in, like, constant contact with, like, people in and around QPR secretary my man my qpr under 20 under 23's manager paul hall and like was in like complete like just texting like oh when when am i gonna go blah, blah, blah. like when is it finalized etc and they were playing a game and it was sort of i think they would have still signed me but they won like a really bad losing streak so the fact that they lost that game on the wednesday night they literally signed me the next day they were like no 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 he needs to come in asap because it's a game on saturday and we want him to play on saturday so i remember like that night it went so quickly and I was moving to Torquay. I just packed my bags. I remember leaving the house and my mum was like proper emotional. <laughs> and, um, cause it was like the first time. Well, I, I, I was in digs previously when I was like a scholar at QPR, mm-hmm. but it's different because you're in West London. Like you're not, you're not far. Like I live in Northeast London, Hackney. So it's not, it's not only yeah. like an hour away. And then Torquay. So yeah, it was, my mum was quite emotional that day. <laughs> and I remember, um, just driving fucking five hours, man. Just, just I remember I didn't even stop off. I just went straight there. <laughs> yeah. And like talking, like I've been to Italy and like thinking about like how Turkey is like, it genuinely feels like another country. It's that far away. Like it's like what bottom of the map. And I remember, oh, the first night I got there, I was in like a and B, and I got there, I was like proper late. And I remember they put me in this room, and it was like the small the it was a, it was a and b but like it was a massive gap but no one was in the B&B apart from me and they put me in like the smallest room with like no heating <laughs> and bear in mind this is like november like proper like late november like proper cold times and i remember like <laughs> the first night i got back and i was just can put my canada goose jacket on put my hat on and just like went to bed just like snuggling up like just freezing out of my mind like i was just it was a man went, went to bed like an eskimo <laughs> yeah literally i can't do this like this is nuts like <laughs> can i go back like... <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um so yeah so you mentioned italy I, I, I mean that must have been some experience like playing in a completely different country and like mm. just exp- just a whole experience it must have been brilliant for you really yeah, yeah, it was like utter madness. Like Lake Como as well, especially like honestly, just the most surreal place in the world. Like the scenery is unbelievable. Like everyone knows it, and like how notoriously like nice it is. But um, yeah. at the same time, like you can't. I don't know. It's difficult. You can't really let that get to you because you're sort of on like a mission. If that makes sense. Like mm-hmm. yeah, the scenery is nice and that, but you got you go in there to sort of like achieve something. If that makes sense. Yeah. So you can't yeah. really look at it as a holiday, do you know what I mean? You gotta... the, the bigger goal is that you perform well so yeah. you can up your value kind of thing. But then the scenery does help. Like. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I imagine yeah. summer was nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's crazy, man. Do you speak... I've always loved it. Do you speak Italian? Yeah. Like... Oh, I'm sort of like, I'm still learning it, but I'm definitely like improving. Like Even though I've come back now, 
I'm still going to pursue the language because I've number one, I've always loved the language. It's always been my sort of favorite language. Mm. Um, but also, I've already learned so much now that I'm like I'm getting to like I'm, I'm getting there. Do you know what I mean? And like yeah. having that as an asset, like being able to speak it fluently, properly. Like, I can speak it like broken. Like I could, I could definitely like hold myself now. But was yeah, it really hard like, then when you first went there? Like to. Like, was their English oh, really good, which yeah. helped, or was it like... Because, I mean, I imagine a lot of the players might not have spoken the best English either, so it must have been quite hard to communicate and get that, like, chemistry going. Mm, no, definitely, like, it's it's mad, like, language barrier and, like, things like that is so underrated. Like, people, I don't know, like, my mates are proper, like, football fans. They all love football, but they're not in the football industry, so they're not... They don't... They're, I don't know, they're, well, they're just normal fans, right? I mean, and... Like, I don't think people really, like, get to grips with, like, how difficult it is moving across the world, like, especially to a country where they don't actually speak that good English. Like, it's not like going to, like, France or something. Like, in Italy, like, not many of my teammates can speak good English. So, to build connections with them, and especially when you're a new player, like, even if you're a new player in England, it's so difficult, like, but never mind being in another country, do you know what I mean, like, yeah, it must have been quite daunting because I'd find that like I'd shit myself being like, because they're looking at me going, some English kid stand up thinking he's better than us because he's on loan. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm, like it's like in England, it's even it's hard in England as well because like loans are difficult, man. Because you go there and number one, you want to like put your foot down and like show your like authority. You want to show how good you are, but at the same time, like. You don't want to. I don't. You don't want to piss people off because they. I don't know. It's hard, but like you've got to. You've got to win their respect if that makes sense. Yeah, like, but not be pushed back and like stop your development at the same time. I know what you mean. Don't yeah, you? yeah, yeah. It's such a difficult balance. Like I remember that like, I've had. I've had problems with that my whole life. Like being as a footballer, sorry, like in the professional world. Like with me, I'm quite like an aggressive sort of player. So like, but that's nothing sort of. I don't think it's anything bad. It's just I'm like extremely competitive. Mm. So whether that's me going up to training the first team, I always put my all in, and I don't give, I don't care who I'm playing against. I'll play like I, I think I'm the best, and I and I wanna, I wanna show everyone I'm the best. If that makes sense. And like I struggled, oh my god, massively in Italy. Like Italy, I got stretched completely, and like it was easily the hardest thing I've ever had to do. Like, like I remember. Like, it's different. Like, the culture of this is different. Everything about it. Like, I remember, like, one of the first days, like, I nutmegged the captain and he just <laughs> booted me off the ball. Like, <laughs> like, and I remember, like, I remember thinking, shit, like, and when you're playing football and things like this happen, like, your brain is running at 100 miles an hour. Like, you're thinking of so much stuff. You're like, shit, should I say something? Like, like there's no way I can stand for that. Like, I'm going to look weak here if I don't say something, blah, blah, blah. I think like you can't really because he's the captain. I don't look like I'm a bad egg and start a fight on the first day. And then I was like, no, I'm just gonna leave that. And then like a couple of days go into it, and he's still like he's still going in on me like seriously hard. And like bear in mind, I'm not I'm not I'm not a tall guy. Like I'm not tall. And like this guy is like six foot like three or something. I don't know. And like he's just going into me so hard, and he's just shouting like Italian swear words under his breath, man. And you know, and you can tell like. Saying stuff like vaffanculo or stuff like that. You know it's not a good word. (laughs) You know it's not, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was thinking, like, ah. But then it came to the point where I was like, no, you know what? Fuck this. Like, I'm not taking this. And I was just like, I was like, what what are you doing? Like, chill out. Like, 
who do you think you are and that and then kind of got um split up and that and then not split up <laughs> I, I, don't, I did not square up to him he's too big for me but um uh just yeah just sort of but then it's difficult because then they take sides against you and you're like you're like you're this kid like coming from england which in a weird way like some of them didn't even like me just because i was english like just when i got there do you know what i mean like mm. and um they take sides like some people that like, sometimes they take sides against you and because obviously he's the captain so he knows everyone and then it's just difficult because you want to fit in but at the same time like you've just been fucking like bullied in a way yeah and it's just it's hard to explain but it's just it's so difficult like i know what you mean because it's like you've come as an outsider and then you don't want yeah, you're to be already... more of an outsider but that kind of thing will just make you look like an outsider even more oh 100 like you're so vulnerable like you're so vulnerable like i've moved i've moved like across the world like away from my family away from all my friends to do this and i'm getting shit already in like the first day and it's just like fucking hell like even <laughs> Even I remember, like, the first the first session I had, yeah. I remember, like, you go there, and um, it's the same as when you go to any club, like, on load or anything. Like, everyone's, like, a bit on edge because, like, you're, you've probably been brought in to take someone's place. Do you know what I mean? Like, the first thing everyone always asks when someone comes in, like, even I know that when I'm at QPR or whatever, like, everyone's like, oh, what position is he? What position is he? Because everyone doesn't want it to be your position, like, because yeah. <laughs> it could be, yeah. like, him taking away your spot. And, like, I remember the first day I was, like, just doing my medical and that, so I didn't properly train in the morning. And they did a double session. So, like, I sat down with all at the table and they're all eating their, like, prosciutto and, like, the way they eat as well. I don't know if you've ever been to Italy, but it's, it's mad the way they eat. Like, so different over here. So, <laughs> first you have um, a meat course. So, you'd have, like, prosciutto or, like, brazola. And you just have that with, like, lemon on its own. And then after they bring in like riso, which is rice, obviously rice, and then like pasta after, like you choose in pasta and rice. So they have the meat first on its own, and then they have the carbs with some sauce or something. So it's it's it's, it's crazy, but yeah, little things like that yeah. make it massively different for you to like settle because it's suddenly so alien, like everything's so different. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. So 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 it was the first day, and like they're all like talking, but obviously I can't understand them. But don't don't get me wrong, like, I'm not saying like. Like there were some really unbelievably nice guys there who obviously make you feel welcome and that, and uh, they were obviously speaking to me. And then um, I actually had uh, one of my mates who I played with before was there as well. So he, so I kind of just stayed with him a bit and um, was chatting with, and I was just chatting with him because he was on trial at the time. Uh, and then I stayed with him. And then I remember the first training session was the afternoon. I was going to train with the team, and they'd all been like eyeing me up and that. And they're all waiting. They're just waiting to see how good you are. I remember I got the ball and I just I tried to play a pass and just blasted it off the pitch. And I remember just like my head just spinning and like you could hear little laughs and like people like talking and you're just like, fuck, like things like that just make it so, like so difficult. And I remember just like so many things running through my head like, shit like i fucked it first impressions are so important in football like i've messed up these are gonna think i'm shit and i'm passing the ball but then i just thought you know what fuck this now i'm gonna show how good i am and then later on in the session i was just just destroyed it really i just done really well and then i kind of earned some of the respect it's but, crazy um, crazy how up and down it can go 
like yeah would, would you say then, to the mindset, like. out of so out of all the loan spells that you had and stuff obviously being in england and italy would you say that one at como was your hardest and most sort of biggest learning experience 100 percent, 100 percent. yeah i think like from all loans like all loans sorry you learn so many things but just different things like but in italy i was just completely stretched plus i was there for a lot longer than i've been in the other loans mm. i think that's why like but, um, uh loans that are abroad and stuff are so more popular now like you see a lot of english players go to like germany and so on i think you learn so much more about the game than you do perhaps going to like a, a lower league side in the uk mm-hmm. definitely definitely i think yeah over there it was yeah it was yeah football was oof, i don't know i've always like when i was over there i was always like thinking like what is the difference between here in England? I think it's probably, yeah, it's probably slower. But it is physical. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, these lot are, they're brutes. Like, the def- Italian defenders, like, they know how to tackle. The games are way tighter and more boring, to be honest. Like, <laughs> games are like, what, 0-0, 1-0, 1-1, like, pretty much most of the time. But that was, that was the nine, yeah. But that's why, as a, like, a creative player, you're kind of, you're, you can be so important. Do you know what I mean? Like, because you're the one that can unlock the defences and, like, create something for the team. So, you get the call up for Northern Ireland. What, when was that? Uh, so, so, I was playing in pre-season for Como in August or September. Uh, we just played against Atalanta. Is it Atalanta? Which is the Italian? Is it Atalanta or Atalanta? I think it's Atalanta. Yeah. Um... And they played their full team. It was madness. Like they played um, Papa Gomez. Uh, who's the guy up front? I can't remember the guy up front. But the whole like you know the Champions League team that they got to the semi final with last year. They played yeah, the whole yeah. team. So it was a sick experience. I remember we got smashed at that five one. Yeah. After the game, I got a call from I. I know Northern Ireland had been sort of monitoring me, and I'd been on standby before, so I knew I was like fringe. I was getting closer. And then the Northern Ireland manager Andy Crosby, a top guy, man. Um, he called me up and just said, uh, "I am. Uh, where? Uh, how would you feel if I called you up and took you out of your loan spell a bit for like for the international break with another island?" I was like, "Oh, mate, that would be unbelievable." And then yeah, got the call up in I can't remember. I think it was probably September because I went in August. So yeah, probably like two weeks before, isn't it? So like yeah, end of September maybe. Yeah. I mean, you must have been gutted. There was no fans there. Like that. Yeah. Me... No football. Yeah. Yeah, if I was, if, not that it's ever going to happen, obviously, but if I was making an, an international under twenty one debut, I'd want fans there. You must have been, there must have been a bit gutting for you. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I think. Think about now, yeah, definitely. I mean, at the time, I was just up, like it was just a dream. Like I've never really, I've never been called up for anyone, like internationally. Yeah. So like, plus I do have a like strong, strong connection with Northern Ireland because my mum's from Northern Ireland, she's from Belfast. So. Mm-hmm. Um, like it was a proper proud moment, I think. Like, probably, probably, probably one of my best feelings I've had in football. I think. But, yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, thinking about now, yeah, yeah, fans, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, in the future, it'll be sick, man. Yeah, it would be good. So, when is the when is the next international? Is it March time? Yeah, coming March, up again. Yeah. Okay. No, we, well, we've, we've just got we've just got our groups come out, which is sick. We've got like Spain, Russia. And then a few other countries, Malta, so it's big countries, like it's gonna be a sick experience playing against those teams like. We'll go back okay, we'll go back to the start then. So you talked about um 
your was it your mate's brother who was at Spurs? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Has he sort of been like a, a like a mentor a as such? Yeah, yeah role yeah, model. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Like I'm like one well, best mates with his little brother, who's who was like with me at QPR when we were a boy called Gilly Miller. He was at he was with me at um, QPR when we were like to a scholar level, mm-hmm. and then he decided to uh, do a scholarship in America. So he's still out there right now. So he's, he's sick, man. But, um, yeah, so I'm best friends with him. But obviously his older brother is Will Miller, the one who got me into football initially. And um, he played for Spurs pre-season. And then he went on loan to Burton in the championship. Then went on a perm, played for them for like two years. And then now he started, he's retired now from football. And he started his own like movie company. And he's doing really, really well. Like he just... He just did a. He did the. He directed the FA, the like most recent England FA video. I think. Can't remember Decent. what was the name of it, but you can search up. But, um, yeah. He's such a sick guy, man. And, like, I'm always in contact with him. I was with him the other day, actually. But yeah, no, he's played a massive part in it, really. Last question then. So, with the players you played with throughout. Well, obviously, you take your QPR career, whether it's first teamers or 23s. If you could pick yeah. one ability to take off someone, who would yeah. it be and why? So, whether it's someone's passing, vision, finishing, anything. I know exactly what I'd take. I'm trying to think from who. Who could I nick it off? Uh, I'd probably take. Bright, say Sam was speed. I'd take speed 100%. Oh, he's rapid. Yeah. Rapid. I remember that goal against Birmingham, and he absolutely. Now, ben, have you seen that goal? No, I haven't, no. I'll have to send that to you later. Mate, he took it from his own half and completely. He just. It... Unbelievable. Yeah, no, he's unbelievably quick. Right, mate. Do you want to wrap it up, Ben? Yeah, no, that's perfect, mate. The thing is, like, we can get you on again, definitely. Like, it's been proper insightful. Um, and, like, even if we pick you up, like, the end of this season or, or whatever or next year and, and so on, because I think we want to do this for quite a while. Um, but it'd be great yeah, to get you on again. Just shout me, yeah. Get an update. But, no, thank you so yeah. much for coming on. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure and really insightful. No, no worries, man. It's been, I've enjoyed it. Good. Thanks very much, mate. I appreciate it. No worries, mate. Thank you, Good mate. Day, All the best for the future as well. And we'll speak to you soon. Cheers, mate. Cheers. Cheers, mate. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of Two Bees in a Pod. We hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget to leave us a review and follow us on the socials on Instagram and Twitter at Two Bees Podcast, which is at Two BS Podcast. And that stands for, well, bees, not bullshit. Um, Anyway, hope you enjoyed it and um, see you next episode. Cheers.